Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Monday, January 16th. It is six minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So security experts are sounding off about President Biden's handling of classified materials, even suggesting that the documents could have been more susceptible to leaks than those found in Donald Trump's estate. Biden's handling of the documents, well, they could have resulted in greater leakage. And we're just finding out that no visitor logs were kept at his Wilmington property. So we'll never know who was coming and going while those documents were next to the Corvette. Isn't that pretty wild and wacky that the president of the United States, you have no idea who's coming and going from his personal residence? Yeah. Anybody. Let me say that again. The president of the United States, who can't so much as sneeze with seven people around him to offer a handkerchief, the president of the United States, there is no record of who has come and gone from his personal residence. Well, you know what? They could always just ask Hunter <laughs> and see what his drug-addled memory comes up with because he was living there part of the time. Well, and again, they made this bed, or Biden made this bed, and I'm, like I said, I am more convinced than ever that, and he totally deserves it because he's horrific and awful, but... <laughs> That these things may not have even actually been there, like that they have been, air quote, discovered because Biden is too old and feeble minded to either know they weren't there or put any sort of coherent pushback up. Because, again, why now? Mm -hmm. The dude has not been vice president in six and a half years what were they looking for? Who was looking? And why now? And there is no answer to that. So until you get a clear-cut answer on that, I'm becoming more and more convinced that they weren't even actually ever there, and they were just magically found because they want to get rid of him. Do you think it's because they're that afraid of Ron DeSantis, the Democrat Party? I don't think they ever liked Biden. I don't think Biden was certainly their choice. I think the left hates Biden. I think they look at him and they've always known what a joke and a loser he is. And they used him to get what they wanted. And I think you, when you couple that with the fact that, yes, clearly, if the Republicans can get out of their own way and nominate anyone not named Trump, which looks more and more likely to happen by the day, mm -hmm. it is going to be a very, very, very hard sell for the Democrats to hold on to the White House with Biden as the nominee. Because it goes back to what we talked about previously. Can you imagine a contest between Ron DeSantis? Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. And Joe Biden, what that would look like. Oh, I can't imagine, as, as people will see here on the YouTube chat, I am rocking my Ron DeSantis uh, sweatshirt today. Mm -hmm. uh, I can totally imagine it, and it would be wonderful and, uh, and amazing. Uh, but 
I just, for people say, well, that's such a conspiracy theory. Okay, again, let's repeat what we know. Mm -hmm. What we know is what we don't know, which we don't know who has access to the president's personal residence. That's really strange and weird. We don't know who found these documents. We don't know what they were looking for. We were told that they were moving out of the Biden pen library. Okay. Think tank. Why are they moving? Well, yeah, but even if they were moving, like people are just rifling through all these boxes again. Mm-hmm. Who? Who were these people? It is way more ridiculous to not think it's conspiratorial at this point than that it is that it is conspiratorial because the government, and I had this conversation, a long conversation with somebody on a local government issue which we will probably begin talking a lot more about later this week. Government goes out of its way to be shifty and be shady and hide and deflect from people. Government is almost always the bad guy in the equation, not the citizen, because government deliberately not only does not provide you the information, Government goes out of its way to ensure they don't answer your questions about it and that you'll never get it. If they'd come out and said, Fred Jones, who is Biden's 37-year attorney, was searching for information related to X, Y, and Z, and it was in a box marked A, B, and C, and that is when he came across these documents, and then boom. Okay, now we know. Fred Jones was the person who discovered it. Fred Jones was looking for. We can now as a society say, does that seem like a plausible thing? Okay, another thing to add into the equation. Why are we just finding out about it now? Mm -hmm. If it wasn't about getting him out yet protecting the party Mm -hmm. for the midterms, Mm -hmm. then why if the documents were discovered on November 2nd and then multiple times after that, have we just been made aware of it conveniently after a high goodnight, everybody, and (laughs) Raphael Warnock and his runoff were reelected to the U.S. Senate? Boy, you have one thing, it's a coincidence when you have coincidence after coincidence after coincidence after coincidence, or in this case, unanswered question after unanswered question after unanswered question after unanswered question. It is not conspiratorial for you to go, wow, something is really wrong here. So this would explain why Biden has repeatedly said that he was surprised. He probably is. He probably has no idea either way that those documents were there. One, because I'm sure. Can you do you honestly think Joe Biden ever read anything when he was vice president? (laughs) I I hope so. That wasn't a menu or whatever sizable bank. bank deposit Hunter Biden was making somewhere. Do you think Biden ever read anything when he was vice president? Mm. It's okay, Casey. You can you can say whatever you think. Yeah, I mean, yes, he read some what? stuff. I, 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 yes, he, what? he had to have. Why? <laughs> you think Joe Biden has like intellectual curiosity? What do you go- think somebody else was reading everything for yes! him? Yes. Okay. And, and giving him the bullet points? Absolutely. Okay. I don't think Joe Biden could string three sentences together. And I'm not saying now when he's clearly lost his marbles. I'm saying at Joe Biden's best day, he was a moron. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we, we know he was a liar, at least. Of course. Yeah. Joe Biden is a complete and utter scumbag. And I'm not saying that because I disagree with his political beliefs. He is a person, is a shifty, self-absorbed, uh, self-promoting uh 
narcissistic scumbag. That family is full of those people. I'm glad you the went there. The brother is that way. I almost started feeling empathy towards the guy when no. you said that he was used. Well, he was used. But that's, oh, but that's, that's awful. Casey, that's always what happens Whew. in the movie, right? When that you was, think you think the, scary. You think the movie's over, and then you realize that the main villain was <laughs> not even the main villain, and someone was in control of the main <laughs> right, villain. Right, it now, was. Uh, it's somebody behind the curtain. Now, James Comer, who is the guy who is in charge of investigating at least a lot of this Biden corruption in the U.S. House, he's a mm-hmm. representative from Kentucky, uh, was on one of the weekend talk shows, and he was blasting how Trump has been treated mm-hmm. versus Biden. At the end of the day, my biggest concern isn't the classified documents, to be honest with you. My concern is how there's such a discrepancy in how former President Trump was treated by raiding Mar-a-Lago, by getting the security cameras, by taking pictures of documents on the on the floor, by going through Melania's closet versus Joe Biden. They're like, OK, you, you're, you're personal lawyers who don't have security clearance. You know, they can go through. They can just keep yeah. looking and keep looking and, and, you know, determine whatever's there. That's not equal treatment and we're very concerned and there's a lack of trust here at the department of justice by house republicans that's the outrage so former presidents also continue to receive secret service protection and have security technologies that former vice presidents don't but a lot of people are making a big deal about the scale trump had hundreds of documents biden had 10 so does scale matter I think from a public relations standpoint, it does. But what really matters, what are the documents? Well, but how do we know we only had this many? They keep telling us they're done and then they keep finding stuff. We don't know. There's no idea. And again, Trump walked out of there with those documents and said they're mine. And the government or the archives said, no, they're ours. It wasn't like he was hiding them. It wasn't like they were in multiple places. Here's the documents. Mm -hmm. We have a dispute. I say they're mine. You say they're yours. We'll let someone else sort that out. In the meantime, they're going to be super secure right Mm -hmm. here. Should anybody need... Clearly, the FBI found them. Mm -hmm. As soon as they went in there, they weren't... One wasn't in a garage. One wasn't in a library. One wasn't in his home. Scattered around. Uh, It is is absolutely not the same. Uh, One other piece of audio I wanted to get through through here, this segment. Uh, Adam Schiff. Mm -hmm. We all remember Adam Schiff. uh, Representative from California. Super liberal. uh, Said... um, that he is withholding judgment on Biden doing this when he certainly did not withhold his judgment on Trump because, right. well, this was clearly an inadvertent mistake. The, the, the White House knew about this on November 2nd. So that was almost a full week before the midterm elections. We didn't learn about it. The public wasn't informed until this week. And it was only after uh, the story was, uh, you know, was out there. Reporters were asking questions. Should they have been more forthcoming? Should this information have been revealed earlier? Uh, I think the administration will need to answer that question. Uh, I'm going to reserve judgment until they do. But I think it's important to point out uh, that the Biden uh, approach was very different in the sense that um, it looks, uh, as far as we can tell, that it was inadvertent that these documents were in these locations. It was an accident. In all three locations. Mm-hmm. They were accidentally there. It was inadvertent. Sure. You know, You know who it reminds me of when they say that? George Costanza uh-huh. from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Yes. Was that wrong? <laughs> Should I not have done that? <laughs> I tell you, I got to plead ignorance on this thing because if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here that that sort of thing was frowned upon... <laughs> 
because I've worked in a lot of offices, and I tell you, people do that all the time. <laughs> all right, Casey, uh, we got a bevy of voicemails over the weekend. Great. And so normally we only do one voicemail segment. We're going to do it twice. Is that all right with you? Perfect. All right, perfect. All right, vo- your voicemails coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. That's our phone number. We love when you contribute with your questions, comments, or smart remarks. We got a lot of voicemails you said over the weekend, huh? A lot. Uh, And so I decided, since there were enough good phone calls, I wanted to get to as many of them as possible. Casey agreed because she's a very kind person. (laughs) And so uh, we'll just kind of roll in order as they came in a hodgepodge of all the great topics we got to late last week. Uh, I guess there was a winner with the lottery. Is that right? Somebody yes. Somebody did win the big... The big... The big Powerball? The, the whole dealio. The big one? I don't know. Somebody won something. Well, I know somebody won the Indiana one. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. Anyway, this guy called about the lottery, and I thought it would be a good... Uh, with a question about the lottery, and I thought it would be a good chance to explain your options mm-hmm. if indeed you win the lottery. Go ahead. The lottery. Could you help me out here? I believe it just had a winner of $700 million for the cash option on a $1.2 billion winning. I understand that there may be several uh, $1 million winners, so let's just say it's seven ten. Now, that's before taxes. Could you tell me where the other $500 million goes to equal out to the $1.2 billion? Because if the lottery system is making $500 million every time they raise $1.2 billion. I'm definitely in the wrong business. Please help me out. I'm finding it hard to understand that racket. Thank you. Okay, so this is very interesting because that's the... Duh, they're making money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying duh to this guy because I appreciate his phone calls and his listening. Mm-hmm. But... That's why it exists, yeah. is to make money. They're not interested in you actually getting the money. They don't actually care that you've won. They are... In fact, they probably prefer you didn't. It, it's like in <laughs> Vegas. The way that the reason they want even money, if you bet on sports, is because most odds are minus 110. And what that means is the house is taking 10%. That's why they keep changing the odds to try to get even money, because that's how the house always ensures they win. The lottery is taking a cut of it. Now, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, but... When they give you a prize number, that is with you taking it over whatever it is, 30 years or an mm-hmm. extended period of time. If you choose, they want you to choose to take the money early because it is ultimately a far smaller obligation for them. They're saying, look, if you win this, it's over 30 years or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and here's your payout, and it's $1.2 billion. However, if you'd like— cash." cash lump. And the great thing is you get to make the choice. Mm-hmm. It, n- nothing to me, that's nothing nefarious whatsoever. You have the choice. You have the option. As long as the lottery pays out over time, which I've never heard anybody saying that they haven't over the years. Now, it is the government. It is a huge risk because it is the government. But you have the option. And you know, if I take the lump sum, it's going to be less. I don't I don't have any problem with that. I don't know. Do you? No. 
Okay, great. All right, glad we settled that up. So Kevin is not here today. Parker is filling in for Kevin. But Kevin did a really wonderful job last week, especially putting together our uh, song on property taxes, mm-hmm. uh, which we may uh, we may bust that out later in the show again today because people really loved it. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow so Kevin can enjoy it with us. But Kevin does a very nice job every single day, even though he's not here to hear this. Uh, somebody called and wanted to say some nice things about Kevin. Hey, guys. Uh, first off, kudos to Kevin, who may just be the best producer this time slot has ever had. <laughs> Probably even better than that other guy that uh, used to produce for those two blonde chicks that used to be on the show. What's his name? Yeah. But anyways, uh, not only has the bumper music been improved, but his input throughout the show is entertaining and valuable. But for those of us who can't listen to the live show and have to listen to the replay on iHeart, one of the things Kevin did is he put the three one-hour segments together so you can listen to the show. And on Friday, he stepped his game up even further. He uploaded the show in reverse. So for once in the first time in history, you could listen to the show from start to finish instead of finish to start. Mm. So, Kevin, keep up the good work and appreciate everything you do. That was nice. Kevin does do a good job for us. Well, real quick, I want to clarify a couple of things. He's talking about me. I was You're... the former producer. And let me, and I've said this many times. I didn't care at all. I put in basically zero effort when I was the producer because I was here to be the fill-in mm-hmm. on-air guy, and they just had to find a job for me. So they said, here, produce this show. So, yes, that show probably suffered dramatically due to my uh, limited effort that I put into producing the so show. we didn't know each other when you were producing the show for yes. The Chicks on the Right. We're... How frustrating was it for you to sit behind the board? And did you talk a lot? Did oh, you yeah. contribute? Oh, yeah. I was the best part of the show. Did- <laughs> of Why, course. Wait, what? Of course. I'm sorry. I didn't of course. I'm like wondering like, if you had a chance to oh, espouse yeah. your oh, opinions. Oh, yeah. I did a, I had a, we had a, the speed round we used to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had all sorts of little phrases and things I'd pop in on. They were a blast to work with. Okay, I just- so they didn't shut you down. Oh, you, no. you, you were allowed no. your time. No, they... Uh, they uh, they were very good coworkers. I loved uh, working with them. I'm just telling you, in terms of my actual production, mm-hmm. I had like zero interest in that, and yeah. so I had so like they would uh, and management. I think knew that, which is why they took full advantage of my willingness to do everything on air. Because like I would literally, there were days where I would fill in for Tony. I would produce the show, mm-hmm. or at least I would sit in that seat while the show was going on, mm-hmm. and then they would have me do Hammer and Nigel. I would do like a 12 hour day. And they were willing to overlook my terrible production because I was so valuable as the fill-in guy. Right, because you showed up, your hourly rate just kept going down, down, down. Well, I know that you have given Kevin a lot of guidance. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I mentored Kevin. That's mm-hmm. the mentoring session. Yeah. Parker, you hang around here, I'll mentor you as well, if you're lucky. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Kevin did a phenomenal job. He is 100 times the producer uh, I could have ever dreamed of being. And you know who is 100 times the newsman that I could ever dream of being? Kurt Kurt Darling, yeah. yes, and the news He's is coming up next. Up next. Yes. All right, it's 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 1033 with Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC. Before we get to your voicemails, let's wish a happy 88th birthday to four-time Indy 500 winner A.J. Foyt. So, A.J. Foyt, I'm not a racing expert by any stretch of the imagination, which is why I think I'm somewhat qualified to make this statement. Because when you think about, like, the greatest in whatever, Mm -hmm. it's what would the average 
person yep. say? Like what instantly comes to top of mind? So baseball, Babe Ruth. Yeah. Basketball, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Hockey, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Golf, there's a little bit. Tiger some people Woods. would say Tiger. Some might say Jack Nicholas. It's not quite as clear. But racing, mm-hmm. AJ Foyt is that yep. guy for that sport, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. For yeah. especially IndyCar. Yeah, because I'm like you. I'm a bystander. Right. Mildly interested. I mean, I like going to the race. Had a really good time this year, but I don't know all the intricacies. Right. And all of the so drivers. So AJ Foyt is AJ that Foyt? is that guy. Yeah, he's okay. that guy. All right, good. Uh, we agree. Totally agree. Yeah. We've got uh, more voicemails. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, we had so many. We did two segments today. We still won't get to all of them. You guys do an awesome job. 317-684-8444. Uh, somebody called and, uh, you know, people say you guys are too negative on this show. They don't say that about you. They say that about me. Rob, you're too negative. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to lead with a little positivity. Uh, okay. Fan of the show. Hey, guys. Just want to say I love this. I've been listening for quite a long time. Um, I'm a truck driver. My name is Greg. I'm out on the road now, and I listen to you guys through my app on my phone and or through your app on my phone, and it just makes me feel like I'm at home. So every morning I try to, uh, you know, I get you guys on there and, and listen to what uh, what you have to say about our state, local, and federal politicians. So I really enjoy that. I get a lot of a good uh, good advice, and uh, and I pass along to my wife. So, anyway, I just want to thank you again for what you guys do, and uh, I'm going to keep listening, and uh, I will spread the word for other people to listen to you guys, too. So, take care. God bless you guys. Talk to you later. Wow. That was really nice of Greg. He That gave me goosebumps. Yeah, that was uh, that was so nice. That's why I led the segment with it. When he said he's a truck driver yes. and listening makes him feel like he's at home. And this is so Wow, good. that's a huge compliment. Well, and I had recently had this conversation with my wife. I said, do you know how many, how lucky you are to get to live with me? Because do you know how many people would love to live with me? <laughs> oh, boy. And then here is this guy saying, you make me feel like home. home. Yeah. And it just reinforced what I already knew. <laughs> so that was perfect timing from Greg. Living with you and listening to you, I'm sure are two different experiences. <laughs> oh, no. It's way easier to live with me than to listen <laughs> to, to me. listen to you. Yeah, absolutely. Possibly. <laughs> uh, so we got a phone call. Uh, remember uh, last week I uh, subjected myself to going to the Brownsburg Town Council meeting mm-hmm. in which the council had just given themselves a raise massive raises yeah. yes uh, 40% raise and one of the guys who was intricate lion ben lacy uh in giving himself that five thousand dollar raise he was mia yeah didn't show up to the first regular meeting after giving himself a massive raise and then it turned out he was somewhere coaching a basketball game it wasn't like he was in the hospital Mm -hmm. or you know children had some you know thing that had to be attended to that was so important he he was coaching a basketball game i did some math casey and Mm -hmm. i can't remember if i did this last week uh the our town council in Brownsburg and I when we talk about specific places we do it because there's a good chance this crap is happening where you live too these people just have the misfortune of me living in the same town they do we're just aware of it uh and I told these people though Casey you remember when they took the raise I said you don't want me being involved in this town again I've not Mm -hmm. been involved in this town in seven years right and you may want that money but you're not that five thousand dollar raise is not worth me being involved in you your people's lives again right and they didn't listen Mm -hmm. and you know me I am but (laughs) if anything a man of my word Mm -hmm. and uh, so I did the math and it turns out those clowns in Brownsburg get this they make eight hundred and eighteen dollars roughly a meeting Mm mm-hmm 
of the regular meetings, the ones they're supposed to be attending, voting on the town business. That's a nice hourly rate because I'm sure those meetings aren't more than two to three hours. Well, then you wish. I did the math. That meeting the other night that old Lion Lacey didn't show up to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was that meeting lasted 20 minutes. Oh, so at $818 wow. a meeting, and the meeting lasted 20 minutes, they made $2,400 an hour. Wow, 20 minutes was because he wasn't there. It would have gone longer had you had a chance to make your comments. Oh, no, I said all the things to the empty okay. chair that I needed to say. <laughs> so, uh, and speaking of Lion Lacey, and some people in Brownsburg now know this, we're going to be talking about Ben Lacey quite a bit more, maybe uh, even as soon as tomorrow on this program, because okay. I, I found out some really interesting things, and I've got some other people I need to call today to talk to about those things who are way more important than me, but uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit, little bit more in the future. I warned and, them! And what is going on uh, in Brownsburg? Yeah, no, there's some really big stuff going on potentially in Brownsburg and I, I warned them mm-hmm. I was very clear yeah and they wanted that money and if you want to be a little piggy then I'm gonna treat you like a little piggy and <laughs> I hope they're happy okay let's move on here uh we got uh oh Mitch Daniels yes Mitch Daniels is pondering a run mm-hmm. potentially for U.S. Senate mm-hmm. the club for growth ran a yes. very mean ad against Mitch Daniels yes they did and we talked about it last week the club for growth attack ad against Mitch Daniels has done the opposite effect of what it was intended to do yes and apparently that ad has made him more likely to run oh. than less likely to run uh they're saying now it's personal and it's a gross distortion. And I love this. And it insults Indiana. And yes! <laughs> many governors I over the it. years have modeled their service after Mitch Daniels. So now Mitch Daniels apparently wanting to stand up, set the record straight, and did not like the attack ad against him. So there's some fight in Mitch Daniels after all. I love this so much. And we talked about this last week because Mitch Daniels, is like Paul Bunyan. Mm-hmm. The majority of the legacy of his is complete bullcrap. He was a tax raiser. He was a tax shifter. He grew government. He made a massive socialized medicine program. If he runs again, mm-hmm. then that'll get out into the open. Yeah. So we won't have to live with this fallacy bullcrap about Mitch Daniels. Check that box. I love that. Box two, Jim Banks, that turncoat backstabber who voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times. If uh, Daniels doesn't get in, Victoria Sparks has as much chance of beating him as I do, and he'll just coast right into the U.S. Senate. I need both of these guys in to settle both of the grudges that I'm holding, so I'm cheering for both of them to get in and then take the gloves off and let's go. If some lady doesn't like Mitch Daniels, play the phone call. Hearing about Mitch Daniels running. Interesting. I just think the old man needs to retire. Please quit sucking off the taxpayers of your state, and then I think that he needs to just bow out. Uh, was doing a great job there for a while uh, at Purdue, but then he became woke and did some stupid stuff. I think he needs to retire. His age is 75, you said? Well, you know what, Mitch? I hope you're listening. Please, just go enjoy life and retire and quit <laughs> trying to be the old political hack that has to stay in and and, and drain the drain drain the system and retire now. We are just so ready for these names to go. And he's seventy three, by the way. He would be seventy five, I yes. believe, by the, when by the time he would take office, mm-hmm. which would make him a spring chicken in the U.S. Senate, <laughs> comparatively. Now, if he does decide to run. 
Club for Growth Action said they will spend whatever it takes to ensure voters know his real record. Oh, we got to fight a Bruin. And here's the deal. I am offering this to both sides (laughs) because I dislike both of you people, Banks and Daniels equally now. I will appear in attack ads on both of you people. (laughs) Whatever you need. You want to come on this radio show to attack the other guy? No, I'm not going to say anything good about you, Mm -hmm. but you want to come on and sling some mud at the other guy? We are here. I love this. And Casey, and I know this may make me a spiteful, mean-spirited person, (laughs) but I didn't start this battle. Uh I didn't take anyone else's money. I didn't back Kevin McCarthy 15 times. Mm -hmm. If you call and you want to say something negative about Banks or uh, Daniels, we're going to do our best every single day to make sure that voicemail gets played on this radio station. edit that. (laughs) Okay, so a political operative in Indiana says that they think Mitch is more likely to run yes, than not yes, to. Yes! And it's not necessarily a political decision, but it comes down to whether he thinks he can make a difference. I can, I whole heartedly support Mitch Daniels running. I wholeheartedly support Jim Banks running. You people could give us show content for the next year and a half. And that's what we want more I than can just anything, take it right? Uh, one final phone call about how much all the politicians suck. Let's go. You know, I'm tired of hearing all these politicians, federal and state, just like Eric the imbecile in his State of the State address, keep talking about their views, what they stand for, and what they want. You know, that's irrelevant. That's not what they're there for. They're there to stand up and fight for the people they represent and their views and what they stand for and what they want. And everybody, I think, has forgotten that. I know almost all the politicians have forgotten that. And I think a bunch of the American people have forgotten that. Anyway, have a good weekend. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. Private citizens, elected officials, they are there to represent our wants and needs, not theirs. But we allow them mm. not to do that, which is why I am so enthusiastic about Jim Banks and Mitch Daniels running against each other mm-hmm. because those two and the people who represent them are train killer sharks and we will get it all out in the open. Mm-hmm. And my goal, and this is my goal when we when I decide I'm going to go after whatever you want to call it, a certain politician, my goal is not that they're not going to be elected. Now, that would be great, but let's face it, one of these two guys is going to have to win that thing. But then... If it is out in the public, when we talk about people or give information out about these people or talk about them, is that when you see them, that's the first thing you think of. Mm -hmm. I want, by the time we're done with the U.S. Senate primary, the first thing you'll think of with Mitch Daniels is all the taxes he raised or all the taxes he shifted or all the government he grew. I want you, when you see Jim Banks, the first thing you think of is that Kevin McCarthy's face is transplanted (laughs) over his. So maybe when you see him out at a Wendy's or a Walmart or wherever, you won't go up and act like you're meeting the King of England Mm -hmm. because you get to shake their hand or get a photo op with him. You'll give them peacefully and politely and legally a piece of your mind for all the crap they pulled. They can't be rock stars if you don't make them that way. There you go. Hammer's next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. (laughs) 
Good morning. It is 1050 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. So you had an exciting Friday night, huh? So it was a um, it was a fun weekend. Yeah. Right. It was a fun and interesting weekend in Beach Grove, Indiana. <laughs> so there was a little good news. There was a little bad news. Right. So the good news the Beach Grove bowling team won the sectional championship. Yeah. Nice. I told you that as your kid prepared to bowl his first, what do they call that? Is it a round? Is it a, what do they call it in bowling? Is it a frame? A frame. Yeah, frame. There you go. That he should have walked up to that kid he was playing against and he should have said, the first thing I'm going to do is take your pride and then the next thing I'm going to do is take your girl. Did he do that? Is that why they did so well? I believe that was part of the strategy. Yes. Yes. And knowing Chris Hammer, uh, official intern of the Hammer and Night yes. show, who may very well one day be a politician, he looked at him, I'm going to raise the taxes on your dad. <laughs> so yes, good for the uh, Beach Grove bowling team. They beat New Powell, which was mm-hmm. great because that for Beach Grove was the equivalent of the Colts beating the Patriots oh, to get to the Super Bowl. No, New oh. Powell's a arch rival, huh? Oh, they're real mouthy. Uh, Just a real mouthy, loud group. Mm-hmm. The kids are actually pretty nice, but it's the people that run it. Just super sure. mouthy. And do they serve, because they serve alcohol at bowling alleys, do they serve alcohol during the events? I mean, they're not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, Hammer's drunk dad is totally out of control. Uh-huh. Uh, and by the way, they had a uh, like a essay scholarship contest uh-huh. for the kids that were bowling. Now, if you know anything about high school sports, usually when you have these types of deals, it goes to like a senior mm-hmm. that's getting ready to go out to mm-hmm. college. Yeah. So the person that won said essay scholarship was the son of the person running said SA scholarship. Oh, no. And he's a junior. Oh. <laughs> um, so that was the good part of Beach Grove. Mm-hmm. Yes. However, Congratulations. the bad part, I'm going to use two words, and I'll let you take it from here. Gun baby. Gun baby happened on On Patrol Live this past weekend. Now, for those who don't know, On Patrol Live, it's basically... The show Live PD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Live PD had some sort of issues and they had to stop the show. And the people in charge of it said, All right, we're going to bring it back. We're just going to rebrand it and put it on a different station. So now it's called On Patrol Live. Mm-hmm. And they are embedded with a number of police departments around the country, including Beach Grove Police. Yes. And we've had some of the officers on with us multiple times. It's awesome. It's fun to watch. They were called to a situation where a Baby, a toddler, probably two, three years old, was just kind of playing outside the apartment complex, uh-huh. you know, in the hallway yes. with a gun, mm. with a bullet in it, mm. and just pulling the trigger yeah. multiple times. Gun baby was like in what appeared to be diapers of some sort. Yeah. No shirt on it appeared, just clicking the trigger on a loaded weapon. There was no bullet in the chamber, thankfully. Right. It wasn't it, cocked. Yeah. But thankf- but had there not been, the, that baby would have been live firing on on television. Yeah. Right. And there's video of it. I mean, you can find it. And this was trending all over the country, Gun Baby, mm-hmm. Beach Grove. Mm. So a couple different media outlets have picked it up now, and uh, it's not the finest look. Now, if you think about some of the things that happened 
over the weekend on that show. Yeah. Now, for the most part, it's been a pretty chill yeah. uh, time with Beach Grove and On Patrol Live. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the debauchery that I would normally see on a night. For some reason, I guess the freaks know the cameras are out, so they stay home. So they behave. Uh, but there was a guy that was coming home that was intoxicated while driving with his family in the car, mm-hmm. coming home from a little person wrestling yes. at the eight-second saloon. Yes. Because I texted Hammer. I said, how did he get his family into the eight-second saloon? And then you informed me there's like a family wing mm-hmm. of yes. the eight-second saloon. So, Why would you for any reason bring your children to eight-second saloon? Two words, midget wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> and he was drunk coming home from that and got a Dewey. That wasn't the biggest story of the weekend. There was another couple. There was like this homeless, scruffy-looking dude and a rather big gal having relations in a car on somebody's private property. <laughs> And again, that wasn't the biggest story of the night. Gun baby. All things happening in the same home uh-huh. t- hometown, gun baby was the biggest story. And as we pointed out, the amazing thing about gun baby, it's terrible, obviously, horrific, that dad. It, it's gun- unbelievable. Yeah. But gun baby, after a decade, has finally pushed w- scooter Walmart brawler lady off the front page. Yeah, I think right now, if you think about like the low points in the city, uh, for a long time it was the Walmart fight, and now I think Gun Baby might be taking the new number one seed. Fifty? Do we have to wrap it up? All right. Well, maybe tomorrow we'll play. I think that we'll do that tomorrow in honor of uh, that. We will play your famous Walmart thirty for thirty brawl skit that you did years ago. Okay. Perfect. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Guy Relford will be in studio with me as Big Nige is out. Uh, Monday, gun day, biggest stories of the day. We'll have a good time. Surprised Gun Baby could even lift the gun. Oh, lifting the gun, pulling the trigger. I'm telling you, the Beach Grove High School track team needs to bring Gun Baby in to be the ceremonial starter for the season next year. (laughs) It's a joke! Yeah. We're joking! Thanks, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.